this morning's sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Ninety-eight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Is this broken again? The microphone is broken. Sounds like it. Good morning, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's the Brent and Brady Show. That's fine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why is that breaking? Happy Friday morning, everybody. Happy wow. morning, everyone. Hello, Friday. It's 545. <laughs> Who's sabotaging that microphone on a daily basis? Did you basis? tap? No, Did you tap before? Another day there you tap. go. Well, because I was talking to you. Got to tap it. <laughs> you, two, you two have to go, hey, you haven't tapped. Tap that app. Tap it. Well, here we go. We'll try this again. Uh, this one works. We have to just get in an awkward position to use it. Let me just use this one. It's Toledo's mic. How come Toledo's mic doesn't shut off? <laughs> Jesus, that would be nice. Uh, it is uh, It is the morning sickness. I hope you're well. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Uh, there's Big Dick Toledo. Off mic, which is fine by me. And uh, off we go for yet a beautiful Friday. Another one here in our glorious valley. I am, uh, I am still abuzz from last night. Brady, I don't know if you've seen this show. Brett, if you haven't, you're, you should do it. It's been around for a little bit, but I don't watch a lot of Animal Planet. Uh, no, I didn't. I used to watch a show years ago called I Survived, which was people who were either almost murdered or attacked by an animal or something, and then they tell the story. Brutal. This is called, oh, the, the title alone got me. I was prey. <laughs> and it's people just wandering around in certain situations. Uh, getting eaten by wildlife. Being stalked. Oh, stalked, eaten, fully eaten, and then living. So the first the first one I hit, and oh, it, it, I'm like, I'm my stomach hurt. It, it felt like I was working out. I'm sweating. They did such a good job of building. So this, uh, this there's this guide, and he's a, a forest guide. He was a troubled kid. You know, he's, he's like, uh, I was always a bad kid and was grew, growing up, so I was uh, kind of isolated from things and took on. This wildlife thing down in, uh, it was Zimbabwe, some river thing in Zimbabwe. And so he's like, and then I decided to join up and do safaris with this company for, uh, you know, tourists and stuff like that. So he's got this deal going. He starts telling his story. In Intermixed in his story is a second story. I Was Prey has two people that were prey telling their stories and then they intertwine them. Not together, but like they'll start one, like Brady will tell like the first third of his story and then they introduce you to the other story and then i would tell my first third and then we jump back to brady and then he continues his story then we jump back to me and i and then at the end we both talk about the finish so the first i was prey dudes in zimbabwe <laughs> oh yeah that's not the right mic i'm sorry i supposed to turn that off to sniff <laughs> and and uh, he's got this river thing so he's like uh, he's doing it and he said i felt invincible he goes uh, on these river tours you'll see elephants You'll see um, hippos, lions, gazelle, like all the stuff. And he said, and it's just part of the the fabric of the African plains. It's the 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 beauty of this this water national park reservoir. It's a beautiful thing, right? So he's like, so I started to do it. And he said, and then, but my family was always telling me, you got to get out of this. It's like this. Eventually, something's going to go wrong. Not necessarily with an animal, but whatever. So he quits for a little while. 
He's like, I didn't feel invincible anymore. I didn't feel like I could get through these things. If something did go wrong, I didn't have the heart. I was, I, I started to become afraid. It's like being a pro athlete. Once you're afraid of the game, it, that's when you get hurt. I said, so I started to become, so I quit. And he said, then I get a call from my friend Evans, because he's got that accent, Evans. Uh, Evans calls and says, uh, the other guy, supposed to be on the safari, can't make it. Got the 10 clients. Can you fill in? Can you fill in? And he said, oh. yeah, all right. So he goes, before the fill-in, dude goes to the insurance. He said, I just didn't feel right. Not in my stomach. So I went and got extra insurance for life and loss of limb. What are you going to do? He goes, and I don't know why I did it, but I did it. Hops in there, talks to these two people who are from America. Now, this is the full American experience. These are Gil- Gilbert people that are oblivious. No offense, Brady, but oblivious <laughs> to the way the world works, and they think that nothing bad can happen to them. Uh, so they come on, and he's like, uh, have you done this before? And they said, yeah, we were on a safari once, but we had to cut it short because hippos started to chase us. And got to the car, hit the car. I'm like, all right, well, you might see a couple. Why don't you ride with me? I know this river back in front. So the, the American tourists get in there, floating along, having a nice time. And uh, they see a pot of hippos over here. Elephant is in the water. It goes, starts moving at him like these, these giant tusks just come out of the water within a, like eight feet of us. Like, you don't even see the elephant because the water's kind of murky, but Submerged it's still kind of head in. And he's like, he said, I knew he was there, but I didn't think he'd move. He moves I'm like, oh, boy. And they said, so we're going. And they said, and then I see another uh, relatively large bunch of hippos. And he said, and I know the, the waterway, so I go around the shallow and we could walk up. We could walk out, go around this. We don't have to go through their section. And he said, so I'm sitting in this thing. Dude comes around. The Evans guy comes around in his canoe. And, and misses the turn. So now he's in deep water. And he said, and right then, when he sees him go in deep water, the water explodes. <laughs> and he said, I see Evans in the air and the canoe going a different direction. He said, a hippo launched itself from under the water and smashed his canoe. Ooh. Then they cut to the next story. Oh, girls, girls, you're like, hanging. Oh, oh, this is amazing, a hippo attack. And then uh, this five-year-old girl... Uh, doesn't know where her mom is in this big cabin in Texas, and it's her brother's house. And there's three pit bulls, and uh, and she's out in the middle of nowhere. And she thought, well, my mom must be out feeding the horses. I'm going to go look for her. It's like early in the morning, right right after the sun comes up. She goes outside, hits the the patio, mom, and her dad's inside. Her brothers, everybody's asleep. It's quiet, and she goes. She sees the horse stomping, like something's going on. She's like, the horse is acting weird. She's five. She doesn't know anything. And then she goes, and then something just hits me square in the back. Ton of bricks, pins me to the ground. I don't know what. Commercial. Oh, I'm sweating. I'm all over the place sweating. They come back. Give your dogs this healthy yeah, food. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it was crazy. So you get a couple of ads in there, and I'm like, oh, it's the best show of all time. So uh, just to tell the whole story to all of you, if you've seen it, I'm sorry. Just bear with me. Come back from the commercial. Dude goes, oh, I see Evans flying through the air. Hippo's up. I paddle over. He goes, Hippo is gone, submerged. He goes, there's Evans. He's just got saucers for eyes. He's scared to death. He goes, I reach into the water to try to pull him up. His hand comes out right before our fingers touch. (laughs) Water in between us blows up. Hippo's got him. Wham. The the guide, the dude, the the dude that was afraid. Evans is done. Halfed him. (laughs) Didn't even know it until later. So he gets there, and he goes, and this thing's got me and he goes and, and what we all know so what a lot of people don't know is that the tusks you see on a hippo were there they have like rows of inner tusks yeah and he said so i feel those just go 
and sink into him. And their bite, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's like 1,200 pounds. It's massive, massive. Just... He goes, my clients get up on yes, this rock. Right. He said, now these people have been chased by a hippo before, and now they're watching their only hope to get out of here in the hippo's mouth. And he goes, and this thing is pulling me under and laying down, like underwater. And he goes, I've got like, so I can hold my breath for a minute or two, and that's about it. But he goes, that's, I'm, and he said, I'm feeling the tusks are all the way through my left arm as a pulp. And he goes, and then he decides to just play. And he takes him and throws him in the air above the surface. He goes, luckily he did that because then I could breathe again. I get a, a thing of air, and he said, and as I spin and look down, the hippo's mouth is wide open. And he said, I'm landing in it. Goes in there and starts mashing him just because oh. I got him by the – he's got me by the pelvis. Boom, just mashing him, mashing him, mashing him. He goes, this is it. I'm done. Takes him under again. He goes, and for some reason, just open his mouth, and I get out. And he goes, I couldn't move. I couldn't swim. And he goes, I get almost to the rocks where the clients are, and wham, gets him again. This hippo is tearing this dude apart. So they he gets out. Evans is dead. They cut to the little girl. Oh, oh, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, get the popcorn. Little girl, a black panther was on the roof of the cabin. She walks out. Mom, mom. Panther looks down. Hops on this kid. Plunges just all the, and just tears her, just her whole scalp comes up. All the muscles from her forehead all the way back to her neck. Peels it. Gone. Peels her like a grape. Starts eating her. Uh, the pit bulls are chained to a tree because that's where the guy kept, like, long chains. So she, they're barking, losing their minds. This thing is just scratching and clawing this little five-year-old girl. She said, I was just – only thing my body kept telling me to do is keep my face down, cover my neck. And this thing is just sh- tearing her head off. Uh, and so – and ate her that ear. Was smart. Oh, well. Yeah, well, it's just, the yeah, it's I a mean, survival not, move, yeah. right? So it starts eating her. And uh, so at the end, they do this. The one, the hippo guy loses his arm. The doctor was going to take both his legs. He goes, "Don't! I'm a fighter. So I'm a fighter. Give me a chance." Leaves his legs, cuts one arm off, and then uh, the little girl takes this wig off. They took all of her back muscles and put them in her head, and then put uh, took skin from the back of her thighs and made a skull. It looks horrible. Oh. I could have done a better job with silly putty. I'm like, your doctors did a terrible Texas job on this. So she's got this wig, and she takes the wig off and show it is bad. And, uh, you know, this is like, she's like 30 now, I guess. I don't know. It's like a long time, and that's the best it's going to heal. So that goes on. Then they go back to the dude in South Africa, or in Africa, and he's like, uh, nah, got two kids, a beautiful wife, and I've been diagnosed with cancer. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Just end it. They just, no, this is a bad life. Yeah. And he's trying to sell me on he's all rosy and stuff. So I'm like, ah. Greatest night of TV ever. So I get up, I pee, I come back. The following television show features graphic no- uh, uh, animal attacks. I'm like, oh, oh back to back? <laughs> Another episode of I Was Prey. Now, this next episode didn't have the color that the hippo attack and the Black Panther attack had. Now, they, and, Oh, and by the way, the pit bulls broke their chains and got to the Black Panther and chased her off. And we're laying with the little girl when they found her. They thought the pit bulls did it. So the that, so the, oh. the yeah Texas brings out uh, like you know all sort of like child protective services and uh, government officials to go. We're getting rid of these dogs while she's in an induced coma in the hospital. Hasn't been able to tell anybody it was a Black Panther. But luckily the dad was like these injuries weren't pit bull injuries. I mean there'd be blood all over there. Not the scalp is missing. Yeah, like and these dogs they like did not eat her scalp. So the, luckily the pit bulls are okay, and, and the one just nuzzled up and licked all the blood off her face. And so he was covered in blood. And I started to think, maybe she's just covering for the mean family dog. <laughs> Did it again, sorry. So then the next episode, 
the first guy uh, goes on and he's on a hike and gets attacked by a mountain lion. And they tell the first third of that. Oh, that's a pretty good story. I, this is good stuff. And then this other lady comes on and she's from uh, British Columbia or Vancouver. And she's like, I went out with my little one pound dog. She tells the story about how her family's so amazing. And I've got two kids and it's just me and the two kids and my little dog, Indy. And Indy is a one pound uh, terrier. And he had to pee in the middle of the night. So I just put a, a you know pair of sweatpants on and some flip flops and went out. It's cold, but it wasn't bad. She goes, it's like 5 in the morning. And she goes, and Indy immediately makes like a bark noise the second we walk outside. And she goes, and I see over in the corner just a, a big gray, like, and I'm like, ooh, wolf. She's going to get eaten by a wolf. This will be a good one. So then they cut away from her, and they go back to the guy getting attacked by the mountain lion. The mountain lion story is amazing. While the dude's stabbing the mountain lion with his knife, it folds up because it didn't have a lock on it, so it cuts his own finger. Yeah. I, I've seen I, that guy on yeah. I Survived before. So I, but I heard it again. So, uh, and then they, they added on to that story that the dude eventually, because he poked the mountain lion's eye out with his thumb, stabbed it in the head once, and they, you know, he gets away. And then he's like, two years later, because this was in addition to the story, they treed a mountain lion, tranked it, and he said, I think this is your guy. You want to come out? And he goes, sure. Comes out, and the mountain lion's in a tree. They hit it with a tranquilizer, and he said, it was weird. He said, the mountain lion looked at me, I saw his one eye, and we looked at each other like, yeah, you're the guy, I'm the guy. We're, and he said, I was there to catch him in the thing as he fell out of the tree. And he goes, we let him go. I didn't think it. So I'm like, this is just phenomenal stories. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. The lady in British Columbia comes out. It's a big, gray, huge, and it's standing over my driveway. And I'm just this feeling of ominous danger. And then she said, and then it just leapt at me and knocked me down. I'm like, whoa, the wolf got her. And then she said, and then I, I saw its face. She said it was a little gray and it had a like a bandit's mask on. And I'm like... Well, that's a, that's a, uh, like my buttons aren't working either. There we go. <laughs> like, that's a raccoon. You've been attacked by a raccoon. Yeah. And she goes, it was like 50 pounds. It bit me in the elbow. It broke my arm. Like what? She wouldn't let her little dog go. She was holding that one pounder in one hand. And then she's like, it just continued to scratch and claw and bite. And I'm like, oh, get up, get up and go in the house. It should be, I fought and punched. I was punching this raccoon. And it just doing no damage. And I'm like, all right, lady. Remember when they asked you if you've been attacked by a wild animal? When dude had hippo story, you yeah. needed to just pipe down. That's a no. Did the I, raccoon pull you under the water? Right. Yeah. Well, did you, when he, at one point, when you like, then the raccoon bit my arm and pulped it. Like this dude's arm was pulp. He was underwater for a minute and a half in the mouth of a, of a hippopotamus that decided to throw him and catch him and bring him down again. You're in your patio. Holding the one-pound dog, taking left swings at a raccoon while it bites your feet, and and she goes, and then at one point she's like, I got up, 
And he took me down again. I'm like, all right, all you are is the weakest animal on the planet. A raccoon attack. So I started laughing because I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, if they have reunions of people on this show and she's there and the one guy's like, yeah, I lost my arm in a hippo attack. It was pretty bad. What's your story? Raccoon attack. I'm going to go talk to someone else, not you. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be here. You couldn't get away. You couldn't get away from a raccoon. I, I got away from a hippopotamus. It was harrowing. It was at least 50 pounds. It was, it was biting my feet. So they showed her wounds. I've had worse from my cat Elgato, like scratches. and They went back and forth on that last episode. Like, it, well, yeah, we, like we're out of people. We do this? Yeah, I was yeah. second episode in, and I'm like, what? Raccoon attack? That's your fault. So I, I, and then all I thought was like she just sat out there all day. People were going to work. So, you know, there's a lady wrestling a raccoon. That looks fun. And they're coming home from work, and she's still out there like, please, someone. It's like, nah, you're just playing with that raccoon. That that won't hurt you. And she goes, it was. I swear it was rabid. It was. It had rabies. And the doctors are like, and the in like the wildlife officials are like, we don't have rabies in BC. It's like zero chance of that. Tested her. She didn't have rabies. And then the big tell in the story was her one pound dog. Like, this lady's on, I, like, an I Was Prey show. Her one-pound dog got bit in the leg. And she goes, and we didn't find it for, like, two days. That dog got bit by the same thing that almost killed you and didn't show signs of his broken leg for days. You go on TV with that? Like, she had to call her family. My episode of I Was Prey is on tonight. Oh, boy, can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. My harrowing story of the night I was attacked by a, a trash raccoon. <laughs> it was pretty scary. You'll see. You'll hear my story. And she's up next to Hippo Guy. Like He's like, jeez, uh, I don't know, Debbie. I'm not so sure you should have made the call to be on that show. Yours doesn't seem so bad next to the guy who got eaten by a hippo who now has cancer. Underwater, thinking that uh, this is it. Still alive. Multiple in the mouth. Times. I know. Got hit three times by the world's most deadliest animal. You went on TV to tell people a trash coon bit your foot. Lady, <laughs> you weren't prey. You were stupid. I didn't know what to do. I was I was so afraid. I, I just laid there, and, and he just kept biting and biting. Just get up and go Shame in. Shame on you, Animal Planet. You <laughs> yeah, fell I for agree. that. Animal Planet's to blame a little bit. But again, she made the call, and they had to be like, is she serious? Let's... Bring the cameras. I, th- let's just pre- let's hear this story that this lady thinks she belongs, and then remind her, like you know, the other episode. You've seen the show, like the other episodes are hip- hippo, Black Panther on a five year old. Y- you sure you want to be the adult who got attacked by a trash coon? <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It was wildlife, it's a, they're scary. Wildlife is dangerous, no matter what. No, it's not. So ra- Brady had one as a pet. It's a raccoon. Like you, you could have. Like and you're punching. They could power. do some damage, but yeah, you have a pretty good chance of getting away from. Do something about your punching power. I was punching this thing in the face and just didn't matter. Like then you've got nothing, literally. And she goes, and then she started to be a hero. I was, I couldn't sacrifice my little Indy, my puppy. I could have just given it to the raccoon and gotten away. Like the raccoon wasn't going to eat a dog, a pound. It's not eating a pound of anything. It's got a mouth the size of a... Let your dog go. Right. Let the dog go and take a right. Power swing. Do one good hand. Take two hands and, and, you know, you're going to get bit. You're under a raccoon. But really, best thing you could do is just stand up. And then he took me down again. It was a ton of bricks. A ton of bricks is 2,000 pounds, man. This is a 60-pound animal that's mobile. Like, all you had to do was roll over once and then just start mashing it into the ground. It reminded me of when Ben Stiller got attacked in something about Mary by the yeah. little dog. I'm like, all right, your story doesn't add up. 
And I know her family had to be calling, go, wow, horrifying. Did you see the guy who got attacked by the mountain lion on the same episode? Yes, he and I share something. No, you don't. Then it starts again, 10 o'clock. I'm ready. I'm starting to get ready for bed. They got a third episode. Dude attacked by a grizzly bear and a girl surfing out of the blue. A sea lion just jumps up and bites her in the neck. It's like, these are real stories. Raccoon lady, you can't be part of this. How in the world did she have the nerve to tell that story? It's like people who've been in a plane crash and people who have seen that Denzel Washington movie. It's not the same. But it was hilarious because I kept laughing at her inability to like come up with a plan. And they still put it out there. Well, we produced it. We Yeah, well, we flew all the way to Canada. We could have put it on a different episode <laughs> instead of with Hippo Guy and everything put else. Put it on the, uh, you're not going to believe this, but I was Tiny Thing Prey. Yeah. Look, I get it. A raccoon can bite you and they can be scary. But put if it gets on, on me, the, I'm going to. When I'm, animals attack. Right. Not that I yeah, survived. Give, and give me a vignette. Give me like a one minute little like, yeah, this lady got attacked by a raccoon. That's certainly shocking. I uh, went to the hospital and they stitched her up. She had a couple of cuts on her arm and it did break her elbow. But I think she said it was the bite of the raccoon that smashed her elbow bone. <laughs> and I, she fell down. <laughs> I was the whole time I'm laughing. I'm thinking a hippo guy almost was crying. And when he breaks out the picture of his two kids and his wife and his new life, and then he's like, I've also been recently diagnosed with cancer. I'm like, oh, this poor mother. <laughs> the worst last five years ever. But I'm a fighter. And I'm going to get through this like I did that hippo attack. Remember that? I told you that earlier three times one day. Hippo tried to kill me. Got out. I'm in good shape now. Just missing an arm. Thank God it only took me 15 minutes to get insurance. Yeah, so then the end of the... Progressive. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, well, if you started that, it would have been like, oh, you're a shill. <laughs> the, uh, and then the lady at the end started to tell the story. She goes, I haven't been outside in the dark without my entire family since. She's traumatized by it. And all I could think of was, oh, God, this lady would be losing her mind over the Gilbert goons. Like, this is one of those types. <laughs> Any bad news is the worst thing that's ever happened to her. She's a... And those are those moments where you realize, like, if Neil Armstrong's in the room, you don't tell your story about your last trip to Wyoming. He's got the best trip story. He's going to be the one who goes, yeah, I've been to the moon, you know, and that your story to Sedona sounds That's great. but Nothing. When I was climbing Camelback the other week. Yeah, I went up on Camelback. I mean, it was so high up. I was in the moon. Wow. We're, we're almost the same. Stop it. Know the boundaries, Vancouver lady. Typical Canadian. Just not smart. But it's a great show. I was. And then I realized something else. Because I've always, uh, I've said it on the air, and I always admire people who are, you know, amputees. But if I ever lost a limb, I'd use the other limb to feed my face tons of pills. I'm not going to. I'm barely making it with the way I look now. If I had more flaws and they were like really, like my face should be amputated. Arm, leg, something goes. I'm not, I'm not one of those that goes, I'll get, I'm not. I'm not a guy that does that. I just eat the pills. If it isn't a fully functioning 10 up top, 10 on bottom, there's I got no plans on saying we want to go play catch or golf with one arm. I am not doing that. This dude might be the only way I would be an amputee. I discovered the only way I'd be an amputee is if, if I had that story. Like people are like, how'd you lose your arm? Oh, you're not going to believe this hippo attack. And now people are like, this. he's lucky because now I've got this life story. You lose your arm doing something stupid. Oh, I got it caught. I was changing a tire. I'm an idiot. And Hippo attack? I'll take that amputation. That's pretty awesome. But I'm also a coward. 
So I'll never be on a safari where hippos are. The the water tours, uh, you know, stupid. The river river tour would be the only thing that I would hesitate. A uh, bit hesitate more. if there's. I don't want to walk. I've, you know, no. I've talked to a lot of people that have done the safari stuff. Sure, my dad, my mom. Right, they're in a car. Right, I'll take that. I'm not going. You know, skin in the air. When I see the water ripple in front of the canoe, oh, this thing's running ten miles per hour underwater. Great. I don't like getting in a canoe in my pool because if they turn over, I don't know what to do. Yeah. There's no hippos in my pool. If there was a hippo in my pool, I'd know to blow up my pool. The poor surfer in Australia. And she's like, Yeah, that's hitting the I lottery. I saw a little right black there. figure and it was moving alongside of me and then it disappeared and then I saw it again coming at me and then it breached the surface and, I, and then I knew what it was. It was a giant 600 pound sea lion and when it flew by, it bit me in the neck <laughs> and pulled her down. You get hit by a 600-pound thing. She goes, and I'm punching and punching. And she goes, literally, though, 600 pounds. It's like punching a wall. It's not doing anything. I'm like, that's true. And she's just getting her ass kicked by a sea lion. Meanwhile, up in British Columbia, this lady walking her one-pound dog is having her feet bitten up by a rocky raccoon. And everybody's story was like, the little five-year-old girl, I could hear hear its um, teeth digging into my skull and dragging across the bone as it pulled my muscle. I felt my muscles release. He says, you don't realize how many muscles are in your forehead. I felt them release from my head and leave. (laughs) I was bitten once in the the elbow. How do you get bit on the elbow by a raccoon and have it take you to the ground? It doesn't happen. Her story is a complete lie. Like, I know now. I know why she's a single mother. I know, that dude couldn't tolerate her stories. They were horrible. It's like the Monty Python, the Carbonog, or whatever. <laughs> right, it was that rabbit jumped up. That's just a little rabbit. Bite your head off. Well, I'm telling you, he can leap for miles. Got teeth, pointy, sharp teeth. Yeah, a raccoon. I was in a perilous situation with a raccoon, and. 2005, and I remember it quite well because it looked like a manhole cover and was running alongside me on Camelback. And I thought it was a cat. And I just remember pointing, screaming, that's no cat! (laughs) And I started to run and I hit my head on a branch. That's like me going on, and I knock myself down, I end up with hemorrhoids. The worst story I had was I landed on a rock and I hit my ass so perfect on the decorative rock running from a raccoon that wasn't even interested in attack. It stood up. I will. It is scary. We got in front of me and he went and did this little stand-up. He was like 15 feet away. And I'm like, ah! And I turned and ran and hit a branch of an acacia tree and fell down. <laughs> hit my head. I you got hemorrhoids from and, that? Well, because I hit my ass so perfect. <laughs> so here, Spread, I wake up the next morning on the couch. And I'm, well, I ran all the way home, about five miles. I was drunk also, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was in my marathon training time. So anytime I was like, if I can run or walk, I'm doing it. And it's like two in the morning. I'm like. I was at Dos Gringos in Old Town. I lived probably seven miles away, and I thought, I got this. Figured out. Terrible decision. Two in the morning running against traffic on Camelback and jeans. And this thing skirting alongside of the road. This is like my I was prey. This, if I went on and the, like the guys Your episode it, is more. My, it's, at least it's hilarious. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? 98 KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. So this thing's running alongside. I see it. I'm like, look at the size of that cat. 
He's up against a wall, running. He's still there. And then he gets way out ahead of me, and then he turns and stands up, and it's round. Like, you, it's unmistakable. Like, it's body shape. I'm like, ah, that's no cat. So I beeline just immediately to the left to go past it down this. It was an angle. And I'm looking at him, and I'm running, and I turn my head, and a low tree branch just takes my forehead out, and back I go. And I land on – it's all decorated rocks. I was, run, I was running off the thing, and I ran into, like, a decorated yard. And I, I hit my ass on one of the big rocks. Oh! Pop! Oh! And I lay down. And then I and I get back up because I thought that big raccoon was – I was smart enough to keep going. And I get home. And by the time I get home, I'm laughing so hard at what just happened. Like nothing hurt. My fo- I had a little headache. And I'm like, I was drunk to sleep. Get on the couch. And I'm like, oh, that was hilarious. And I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, my ass is wet. You went to KDKB sweater party or what? It kind of felt like, yeah. I felt like I might have gone to one of the KDKB events. All I heard was, morning, beautiful. And I reached I reached down into my pants and I pulled my hand out and there was blood. Oh. Lots of it. Like I said. What in the world? Want some eggs? <laughs> go to the bathroom. I'm alone. <laughs> I, I, if one of the KDKB employees was there, I was like, well, I'm one of them. <laughs> but I was alone and I knew I didn't have anal sex. <laughs> So I reached in, I found the blood, and I, I go in the bathroom, and I drop trowel, and I look, and I'm like, my ass is covered in blood. Well, I'm, I did the Forrest Gump and hit the point of a decorative rock Ooh. right on the old— Popped a grape. Right, and oh. I hit, well, I didn't pop it. I didn't have them oh, yet. I it, was- it was trauma to my anus, and that creates hemorrhoids, <laughs> loads of them, like a grapevine. So don't stress your anus. <laughs> and yeah, so don't— don't take a hammer to anyone's anus. KDKB, listen up. <laughs> Do not take hammers to a man's anus when he's not expecting. <laughs> Plus, I was probably all tightened up when I said, that's no cat, and ran and tightened my butt up and hit that. So my anus was in full clinch mode, which means it, was not, it wasn't relaxed enough to take the rocks punch and go, we got this. Don't worry. Yes, hurts listening yeah, to this. And so, so the next day, my, the ass, the my ass was all bloody. <laughs> And I'm like, I touch him like, oh, I've ruptured my anus. I die from this. Nobody will ever see this. <laughs> and then by the end of the day, I had, it It just looked like, you know when magicians blow bubbles and other bubbles? <laughs> it looked like that <laughs> hanging out of me. <laughs> Piles. Anyway, we'll be right back with I Was Prey after this. <laughs> that's still a better story than the raccoon. A ton better. And that's my raccoon story, and I never made contact with it. And I still had a broken asshole. <laughs> this lady fell down, broke her elbow, and said that the raccoon drug her to the earth. No yeah, way. And that one-pound dog yeah. is like, let me go, and the dog lady. dog was like, lady, I'd be safer if you just let me run. You're an idiot. How are you losing? <laughs> None of the neighbors, they'd look out the window and go, oh, lady, she's getting tickled by a raccoon. I'm going to let that one go. And they tried to make it. But it's such a great show. I don't know how she got on there. Because, I mean, come on. Draw the line somewhere. Hippo attack. And I know it's rare. Like, this raccoon bit this woman. That's pretty weird. Like, mo- most of the time a raccoon does it, they are rabid. Or, and it's a good kick or a swift slap, and that thing's going away. And you can get up. Like, you can slap a raccoon pretty much and have it go. And it might come. But it gives you a second to. And they, sh- and they, and they cut into these. Like, the editing of this show is phenomenal. Because, like, right when they're telling the story, they do these, like, you know in ghost movies when they just go, and they flash the yeah. ghost? Yeah. They're flashing the face of, like, the mountain lion. They're like, ooh, that's haunting. Every once in a while when this lady's telling her story, they'd flash in these two little hands. Like, in the, like these tiny little raccoon fingers. Are, and like, okay, there's nothing scary about that. I mean, if it was on me, it would be creepy. 
come on. Did your did your asshole bust in half? No, this isn't a raccoon story. I got a I have a better raccoon story than you. And it never and the raccoon probably still tells that story. Dude, all I did was stand up and this dude lost his mind, smashed into a tree, fell on a rock, and Broke then just ass. beelined. I followed him all the way to and then he started laughing. And he went inside, and I looked through the window, and his ass was just covered in blood. I'm like, well, my work is done. <laughs> you imagine the people that came out the next morning, and that someone was messing with our decorative rocks. Honey. And damaged our tree. Well, there's human blood all over this tree, and, and the rock seems to have some sort of a brownish-red flavor to it. I don't know what happened here. Have you seen our pet raccoon? <laughs> but that raccoon's out there, tiny, tiny hand high-fiving other raccoons going, score one for us. I almost killed the guy just looking at him. <laughs> My raccoon story wins, British Columbia lady. If a raccoon bit your arm and broke your elbow, oh, the force of its bite was like its mouth is the size of a mouse. It's not going to get hold of your whole elbow, smash bone, and take you to the Maybe ground. I, I mean, they, you know, it's it like could a bite dog. you. Yeah, I mean, but it isn't going to smash your elbow. I don't think bone so. It's while it's shattering an elbow, while or something it like pulls that, you down. Yeah. <laughs> She's on the earth holding that little dog in her other hand. That little dog was like, let me go. I can fight this thing better than you. But other than that, I was prey is awesome. And it's the only way I will take amputation. And again, it's not making fun of you folks who are amputated. If, you've, if you're missing a limb, sorry. But you're stronger than me mentally. If I had to, if I lost a, you know, I get a hangnail and I start considering the Tylenol. <laughs> I'm going to take the whole bottle. Like I, this is a lot. Yeah, God forbid something bad happens for real. It's like I'm not going to. I'm not going to be the guy on TV going, you know, I'm a fighter. I know I've lost both my arms. Oh, nope, uh, uh-uh. uh, that ain't. If I if I'm pogo stick at all, it is over. That's the end of Johnny. Just don't have that fight in me. Not even close to it. I admire people who do, not in ways that make me want to be like you at all. But uh. I don't have it. Like, good for you. I'm glad you got that that juice. And maybe if my arm just fell off, if it's a good enough story, I think that's my. I found that out last night. If it's a good enough story, I'll take the loss of limb. But if the story sucks, uh, you're, you're going to find a suicide note, <laughs> and it would be short. You guys know why I'm doing this. Come on, I'm barely making it with a fully functioning body. Uh, you lose one of these things. I'm not starting over. I never understand when people do that. They go on TV. I had to, and the little five-year-old girl had to relearn how to m- move again. They took all their back muscles out. So she had one string of back muscle that had to take over for all of it because they were trying to find ways to make her head work. And she's like, I can't feel it, but the muscles are in there. And also it's skin from her uh, legs, the back of her the legs. Crafting. It's not supposed to be on her head. So if it peels... It goes away, so she can't get a sunburn. She can't do anything. Like so, oh. it'll never come back. It doesn't it doesn't do what skin used to do. So they grafted it, and she's like, "If I'm in this, so she's got this wig on. She looks a little like David Ferry from JFK. Like she looks, <laughs> it's way too. But she's and she's got a kid. And Megan got mad because at the end she's like, "Now I've got a a beautiful baby," and I said, "Surrogate." That's mean. <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> nobody's nobody's taking that wig nobody's off. Nobody's tapping that. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad for her and all, but. Surrogate. You're awful. You know I'm awful, but it makes sense, and that's why you're so upset. Like, it's there's truth to it. Because that guy's like, so you wear a wig? And like, I really like your personality. You had to meet him online and win him over with personality, and they whip that wig off, and she looks like somebody took clay and, like, isn't finished yet. And I feel bad for her and stuff, but 
The last thing you want from her is a call that says, I'm pregnant. I'll be honest with that. That's terrifying. Tonight, lady steps on her patio at night, knew she was being watched. It was a gray squirrel. Yeah, well, that's, it was the equivalent of like, all right, a rabid gray squirrel might take you by surprise at the park and get a couple of knocks in before you kick that yeah, thing a thousand feet away. Like that thing just bit me. Can you believe this? Or you're reaching down into something. You don't see him and he shoots out and he bites you. And, ah, this little squirrel's going crazy. Otherwise, you've done something terribly wrong. If a, if a, like, just with your balance. I'll tell you, a, a, a raccoon, you know, like, yes, she could get away. But a raccoon is in a fight, you know, nastier than a dog. Oh, they're evil. Yeah. But, but you can duck it. And you can also get out from under it. Like, if it takes you to the ground. It, once it gets you in, in ground and pound. Yeah, it gonna... is not jujitsu. <laughs> once you get to the ground, like you get in the guard with you a raccoon. You still have leverage. Yeah, yeah you still got moves. You like, do a hip thrust and, and buck him off. I mean, it's... He was 60 pounds. Like, how weak are you? Like, your adrenaline is at its peak. You should be able to buck so off So you're saying the largest raccoon. raccoon in North America Ever. 60 pounds. Attack you. Broke your elbow with its mouth. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to laugh at your story, but all the while you didn't lose the grip of the one-pound teacup. I couldn't let Indy go. That was dumb, first of all. First things first, that dog would have run away. <laughs> like, and since so she said she was going to sacrifice him, like she, I could never ease my family. Like she's going to give an offering of a one-pound dog to a raccoon. A raccoon would probably bit it, messed it up. After you were down, he had his way with your teenage daughter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he waits outside with alcohol and drugs. And like, what is? What are you talking about? It's this horrible raccoon that lives in our neighborhood. He, he won't leave. The raccoon pulled up in a white van. Yeah, and then she said, "Oh, the best part at the end when she was telling everybody she'll never go outside." She goes, uh, uh, "They wouldn't." The animal control, like, all right, lady, you're fine. And like a day later, she's out walking the dog with a broken leg when she realizes the dog's leg got bit too. And the dog was like, it's a raccoon bite. I'll be fine. Um, nobody would look for it. Everybody's like, the, look, there's a bill- we don't know which one of yours it is. But if we see a 60-pound raccoon, we'll know. We'll know on we'll that know, one. We'll know which one it is. <laughs> but if we see it, we'll do something. And she's like, and they never did a thing about it, so he's still out there. <laughs> like he's raccoon's got some still at large. Vendetta. There's, yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. I was I was roasting in sweat from the first couple. And then that one, I was laughing my ass off because I'm like, all right. And then it would kind of cut back to the guy taking a hike in Denver. And this mountain lion stalks him for three miles and attacks him four times along the way. Terrifying. Terrifying. Meanwhile, the producer's like, I knew we should have got the guy with the broken ass for the raccoon. Yeah, the broken ass guy. Hey, look, if, if there's a producer out there that hears this on the podcast, I'm like, hey, that guy had the broken... You know, I was hilarious, Prey, would be a great show. I, could, I was hilarious. Like, this raccoon made my ass bleed. Let me let me start with that. I wouldn't even start with, like, the uh, what got him. Because the whole first, uh, like, segment of the show is them saying, yeah, I was attacked, and here's my background, and you're like, and, and then they'll clip, like, editing is so good, and he's like, and then I just saw tusks. What? God, and was it the elephant? I know that they've got uh, hippo tusks, and he goes, just saw the tusks, and when I felt one, I knew I was in trouble. And I'm like, oh, it's either a hippo or an elephant, and then they go to commercial. Mine would be like, look, first things first, I was hilarious prey. A raccoon made my ass bleed. We'll be right back. I mean, that's a tease right there. That nobody's turning the channel with that. I'm telling you what. Imagine the graphics. 
Oh, yeah, the reenactment. <laughs> Hilarious. But, yeah, if you get a chance to watch Iowa's Prey, the hippo dude is, like, go seek it out. I don't know why yeah, I was on Animal Planet, and I just saw the words Iowa's Prey, and I'm like, that had me. Like, that. that's a good phrase for, like, that might be interesting. Like, if you turn it off of Iowa's Prey, you have no imagination or, like, you're hard to entertain. But that is one that's going to be. If that doesn't catch your eye. And it was. Like, the first the first episode was great. The grizzly bear guy was even better because he thought he could scare it away. And the grizzly just said no. And he said, and then a muscle on his head looked like a 4 by 4 just flexed. And he started to run at me. <laughs> and he goes, and I took a shot at him and the bullet didn't do anything. I'm like, pissed oh. him off. Yeah, just pissed him off. You just, you just threw a rock at a bear. Pretty great. Anyway, I was prey. It's, it was my entire night last night. And I had stuff to do, and I didn't do a thing because that is great. But, yeah, if you're ever out there and there's a, a raccoon, just know two things. If it's over 60 pounds, it can overpower you and possibly – it might steal your wallet. <laughs> or uh, make your ass bleed, and they're, they're, neither are pleasant. <laughs> both, both end with an audience laughing. Neither pleasant. I'll tell you that. It was uh, the one thing that wreck. I bet you my recovery time for my raccoon attack was longer than that lady and all of her scratches with a non rabies raccoon. It was just an asshole raccoon. She's like, it was a rabbit. I know it. She still stands by it and they tested her, her dog. Like, doesn't have it. We don't have it. In, we don't have any rabies in BC. Never had a case of it. Doesn't, doesn't exist up here. I know that one was. Well, then why don't you have it? Lucky. Now, <laughs> and they showed her and she was in her underwear. Looked pretty good scratches like cat scratches i took about two weeks maybe a little longer to recover from my raccoon injuries uh she was back on the trail like a whole a, segment when raccoons yeah. attack lady was back on the trail like a week later it was good though that's a good show i'm hoping it goes on like a marathon i'll veg out and gain 12 pounds on a saturday uh anyway that was my night i had to share because the people from animal planet owe me some money their ratings might go up and it's worth it uh, and I'm not an adventurer, so, you know, I see something like that. I know better than to keep going. But if you're hiking alone in mountain lion country, you're an idiot in the first place. Buddy system. Always have a friend. <laughs> Always hike with a pal <laughs> or a gun or bear spray or something. If you're out there and people are like, oh, there's mountain lions and bears, if you want to go wandering off into that, and you go out with nothing, you're an idiot. The guy went out with a pocket knife that f- doesn't have a safety on it. Cut his own finger off. Idiot. Uh, it's 626. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? My ass tingles when I think of it. Because I think he like, might have hit a bone or something and just folded the blade. Well, he was stabbing Trevor. him in the head. Yeah. And his little skull just moved it around. He goes, I didn't have a safety, so it just folded back onto my fingers. I'm like, Jesus. Now I'm down. <laughs> and he said the mountain lion's uh, retractable claws, he said it, it just grabbed me like, with its hands on my neck, and I said, I felt all all of them go in, <laughs> all into my neck. And he goes, and then when he'd release, it was such a relief, but he would find the same holes the next time he'd grab them and go right back in again. It's like he knew where the handle was now. That's creepy. Gross. Great story. Meanwhile, lady is... Uh, it's got nothing on a raccoon lady, but, you know. Back, scratched on the back of her calf. <laughs> uh, yeah, give us a wake-up song. We'll scream it together. 585-9800. A good one. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 